Welcome back to another episode of the Reasons of the Whole Podcast with Tolly Talks and Arnold Reasons. Oh, I'm What's happening, Tolly? That that first like few seconds of rust that we like have to have to dust off. I'm telling you, away away from the booth for a little bit. Mm. It's it's actually really good to be back back recording. Um, So last week was Arnold's birthday uh, Mm -hmm. birthday celebration. I don't know when this is going to air, but whenever it was Arnold's (laughs) birthday recently. Um, When I was talking to one of the guests, and they were they were like. Bro, it's so good to have you guys, you know, back releasing stuff and everything like that. And I was like, do you know what? Yeah, this is something that is actually important for us to do. And Mm. yes, it's important for everybody else, but I'm going to be selfish right now. And I think it's important for me because (laughs) I feel like having these conversations is also generally good for me and I enjoy it. So yeah, more, Mm. more to that. And yeah, looking forward to to getting stuff sorted to be more consistent but anyway total tangent so what i was what i've been thinking about um is what we've been talking about about changing your mind come on yeah i saw this one coming (laughs) (laughs) but you didn't (laughs) low-key i didn't well i didn't know it was definitely coming but i think as i was coming to my laptop i think i was thinking i wonder what ideas totally might bring in this conversation Mm -hmm. and i thought "Hmm, i wouldn't be surprised if this one came up this this is that's confirmation for me personally because that Mm. i think this has been a really interesting um conversation that we've been having over the last couple of weeks um Mm. so for for context um we talk about a lot of stuff in our personal lives kind of like you know business family you know whatever's going on work uh finances and so we're always kind of throwing ideas around together about you know this is what i'm thinking of doing opening it up for like questioning for input Mm. for counsel and one of the things over the years um can i give the example (laughs) (laughs) you can okay so one of the things over the years that we've spoken about is cars um, so Arnold is a big car person. I am less so of a big car person, but you know, I still want to have a nice car. And so I remember when I was first moving from my kind of my basic, you know, 100, 500 pound car to a more substantial car, I was talking to Arnold um, about this and saying, you know, I'm thinking of getting on finance and da 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 da. And Arnold had been listening to Dave Ramsey. I'd also been listening to Dave Ramsey. And Arnold was like, dude, whatever you've got to do let me know your budget let me know this let me know that and i will help you to make sure you don't have to get a car on finance there's a way that you can get what you want but not be on finance because you know we've we've both been listening to dave ramsey and for those of you who don't know about dave ramsey he's this guy um what's his university called financial peace university something like that yeah that's the one so he has a great you know a great ministry that he does he's a christian guy and it's all about bringing people out of debt keeping them out of debt and you know helping them to live in a you know, in a better way financially. And his big thing is that, look, car payments and financing your cars and stuff like that is not, it's not the way, you know, don't buy the car until you can buy cash, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, we were both kind of subscribing at that point to that school of thought. And I was thinking about, do I still get finance? But that was one of the conversations that we'd had that really for me was like, okay, no, 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 I will just cash it. And so a few weeks ago, Arnold then, you know, came to me and said, look, I'm thinking about getting my next car on finance. I'm like, 
You missed but the step. But we Ramsey buddies. Huh? <laughs> what? I said you missed the step. Yeah, yeah. But this this is how this is how it came to be. So yeah, you can yeah. also then say your your version. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I did miss a step. But long straw is that you were then yeah, telling yeah. me about you've been reconsidering, you know, some of the things that you know, you were thinking about from what you knew from Dave Ramsey and different things like that. And you were actually saying that, look, actually I've been rethinking it. And I think actually there is a way that actually finance can work better for me because I've, so Arnold had bought a car cash and then gone to sell it and was realizing that actually the kind of car and the level of car that he bought meant that it was harder to sell it privately. Is this the step you're talking about? 100%. <laughs> oh, okay, fine, fine, but fine, it, fine. It was the, it was this yeah. step and then even the car that I'd bought pretty much recently, yeah, which ended up yeah, going yeah. back. Yeah, so Arnold had tried to sell a car and realized that look, people aren't buying these kind of cars from private sellers. He'd also mm -hmm. bought a car um, from a dealer and realized that look, actually, I need to be able to go back to the dealer and return the car if it's not working, which is exactly what happened. But if he had then kept that car and then tried to sell it later, he wouldn't have been able to sell it and he'd have been down. Yeah. And so he was saying, look, there are some things that I've been experiencing and thinking about that are meaning that actually I might change my approach to how I feel about cars on finance. Mm -hmm. And that's quite a big shift for, for me personally. Very big shift. Know. And so Very I was patient. telling I was telling Arnold that look, part of us as Christians says, look, God doesn't change. He doesn't change mm. his mind. Da 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 da. So we are trying to be like him in not changing our minds. But God has created human beings with choice and with the ability to change our minds. Because the reason that God can live like that and not change his mind is because he's perfect. He has perfect foreknowledge. He knows everything that's coming, every iteration, how everything works. We're not mm. built the same way. We're not perfect. So actually in, in situations, it is okay for us to change our minds. Mm. And actually like it, it's, it's gonna take humility for us to be people who are willing and able to make that shift when we actually realize that look actually what i thought here was good for them but might not mm. be right for right now for sure so there's two parts i want to go on i want to build yeah. on that part but i want to yeah. go in and fill in a couple more of the details Go. so with the the first car that i bought on cash maybe quite the part that they, they the listeners might not know what i realized is when i put i bought that car for cash two and a half years ago i think yeah and enjoying the car everything was good but when it got to selling it like i listed before in fact before this car every other car that i'd been like every other car that i'd bought pretty much was substantially cheaper and i had no problems with buying and selling and i think the last three to four cars i bought and sold for a profit mm. and so it was like i was used to that high level of demand where it's like, if you if you don't want a car anymore, you can sell it, there'll always be a buyer. Mm. And like you were explaining, at this at the level of cost that this car costed, just like me, when I went to go and buy the other car, the upgrade car that I bought a few weeks back, I would never have spent that money buying it from somebody privately. Mm. Because it's too high risk. If something goes wrong, I have no recourse. I have no way that I can go back to claim or anything like i have no i'm finished it's my money's gone and i have to figure mm. it out myself 
Whereas, like you mentioned, if you buy from a dealer, yes, you're going to potentially pay a bit of a premium, but there are lots of ways that you can be better protected to manage the risk of your money basically coming to nothing. And I think it was when I started to, after I bought that car, it's when I started to think about the general idea of how even I have bought as a consumer, the low number of phone calls that I received for the first one that I had up for so like to this day yeah mm. one phone call one person wow one person bit and I'm talking about like I dropped the price and stuff like that as well multiple times mm. and and the car's not in it's in good condition there's nothing wrong with the car on on paper and stuff but um it just opened my eyes to a bit more of the fuller picture and I think like I said to you I was angry mm. because I felt like I was losing which is a separate point <laughs> 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 and I took it personally and stuff but um but yeah, I think, and then feeding back to the point about finance, I just want to say this one for clarity before somebody hears this mm. and now goes out and buys a big car in finance. What I was speaking to Tolu about wasn't just about getting a car in finance in general, but mm. it was about investing the money that I would have otherwise paid cash into an asset that will then provide enough ongoing profit monthly to cover the cost of a car that's bought in finance. That so that clarification it's a very important clarification <laughs> i don't want nobody coming back saying i listened to the reason to the whole not podcast <laughs> and we, we should probably like forewarn all this with not financial advice because oh yeah this is not financial, financial advice you <laughs> need wisdom from the lord on high and just like Tony said we can change our minds so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let that be enough warning for you go and discern yeah. for yourself yeah but um but i think it's such a big thing man this thing that you're talking about we've being able to change your mind because this journey that we're on as believers is one where we are being conformed to the image of christ so day by day season by season we're made to look less like the people we once were Mm. and more like jesus himself Mm. and so naturally i think that process it implies that there are going to be things that we may say yes to today that tomorrow we'll say no that was probably not a great decision or a great idea and we get fuller understanding understanding um and i think that's one of the things that for me has given me comfort because like you can on the one hand it's very easy to fall into this thing where you become so like you become so focused on protecting your reputation quote unquote Mm, right mm, mm. that you don't want to change your mind and it's like nope this Mm. is what i said so this is what i'm going to do but there's no humility in that it's all pride because i have no problem it may hurt my flesh don't get me wrong i may have to eat some humble pie and say some apologies and say yeah guys i got it wrong in this area but i think there was a saying i remember hearing years ago that if you're wrong today you're only a fool for a minute or something like that no if you something like if you're if you recognize that you're wrong today you're only a fool for a minute something like Mm. that because the minute that you admit and you acknowledge that you got something wrong you have the opportunity to repent to change your mind change the way you think about that thing and from that moment forward you know wisdom is there Mm. and so it takes humility and on top of that as well it takes being ideally being in the right environment where you have the safety to even do that Mm. and the right understanding around you because this is the other thing right is that if you see somebody change their mind on something you can very easily start making them feel stupid lose confidence in their ability to even figure things out 
Mm. But the more that we recognize about our own selves that we can get things wrong and we can change our minds at times, the more it gives you the the understanding to be gracious, I guess, when somebody else does the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's also worth clarifying that this isn't about being people who are just not people of our word. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not about sure. saying yes. I told you I'd give you this, but now I'm not going to. Or yes, yeah, I told yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. But now yeah, I'm not yeah, going yeah. to. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not about that, right? Because it talks yeah. about you know making promises and keeping them even to your own hurt, right? So this mm. isn't about just parambulating all over the place with of what course. we say and what we do. Yeah, it's yeah. about if I genuinely believed something before, but now I have mm. better understanding or better revelation on it. I'm, mm. It's actually okay for me to change my mind and for me to say, look, I don't believe that anymore. I don't think that mm. anymore. And I'm actually going to follow things slightly differently. And God gives us all that choice, you know, even in terms of our faith, you know, I wouldn't yeah. advise it, but you can turn away from being a Christian and that is your choice. There are yeah. consequences, but oh, yeah. <laughs> it's still your choice, you know? Yeah, and just yeah. like you can turn away from a life of sin and a life of crime, or whatever mm. it is and become a Christian and that's your choice mm. you know and I think that I 100% agree and I think that this is where actually our words are really important and we also need to be careful with our words mm. you know even stuff like when people say I would never do this da 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 that yeah, makes yeah. it harder <laughs> yeah, yeah. for you to then <laughs> go back on what you've said if you need to be able to change your mind yeah you know so for me, sometimes it's about, you know, also how do we watch over our words, mm. you know? And I really liked what you said about giving people grace. And yeah. I think that giving people grace goes two ways. Firstly, mm. like when someone is now telling you that they're changing their mind, there is grace for that and an allowance for that. But I also think some of that grace comes in with our expectations um, mm. and how we hear people and how we listen to them. Because mm. I think if we listen to people knowing that this is a person they could be wrong yeah. they could change yeah. their mind yeah our level of expectations are set differently and point. i think this even comes down to preachers and pastors and teachers right because they may a hundred percent believe what they're telling you right now mm -hmm. but they may get better understanding better revelation and have to come back to you and say look this is actually the truth this is actually what i now believe to be true and mm that can be crushing for you if you don't have the right expectations if you expect mm. that everything they say is gospel and like everything they say is 100 percent right and you don't understand the fact that they're humans and they may change their minds or may get better understanding on something no it's true man it's true and like even this is the thing as well right even as someone that puts out teaching content and materials and stuff like that as well mm. i honestly hands down will will put my hands up and say I believe everything that I believe and, and everything that I put out mm. but one thing that I know for sure is like I'm reminded of verses that speak about how we see now in part but then we'll see fully, fully. Um, mm. and, and, and I really do wonder there are sometimes I do think about some subjects and I think I wonder what God is going to say to us face to face when we mm. look back and we say yeah this is what we thought about X, Y and Z like mm. how close to the how close were we to it how much mm. of the picture did we see mm. Were we looking through um, tinted glasses? Like, what, what was the situation? And there is that element of, yeah, man, I think <laughs> anticipating what the full picture really looks like. Really looks like. Mm. 
And and I think even when you think about when we went back through your book, right? Yeah. After you had left it for a few years, and yeah. when we were reading back through, it's not even like necessarily what you said was wrong. Yeah. But yeah. How you said it would have been different yeah. as you've grown and matured in your walk. Definitely. You know, and sometimes it's even just about how we say things and being able to, you know, mature in love in that sense and say, okay, actually, this is how I can still st- tell that same truth, but in mm, a different mm. way. You know, the way that we explain things might be different. Like, there's mm. so much about that as we mature that can change and that can grow. Mm. That's really true, man. It's very true. And sometimes even through your own the experiences that you go through from mm. the point where you might have said or put out something to the time where you're at now, like even with mm. the book, for example, yeah, mm. that was a big thing is that there are a lot of things that I had written, but I had had some firsthand experiences where the word was made flesh. And in seeing the word made flesh day to day in my life, mm. I got to see much clearer the yeah. things that I probably could have said to flesh out the things that I said before. Mm. So For yeah, sure. man. For sure. And that's why it's kind of we're perfected on an ongoing basis. We understand yeah. better as time goes on. It's never just a, you know, this is it and we can't go anywhere from there. I think it's mm. really important to remember that both for ourselves and for mm. how we even take what other people say. Um mm and the expectations that we put on that um because yeah like i feel and i feel like pride does come into it quite a bit in terms of you mm. know i'm so sure and da, 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 like sometimes yeah. it feels like it's not okay to not be so sure <laughs> yeah. you know yeah and i was yeah. listening uh i was listening to this thing i think it was craig grishel who leads yeah. a church in the states and he was saying about how they um how they frame things to their to their team in terms of leadership mm-hmm. and you know saying look this is what we believe right now this is the direction that we're going and we're going in on that direction but if things come up and we realize that actually we've gone the wrong way we we will change that you know mm-hmm. or if they've made a promise in the past that says you know we will never do this he said sometimes you have to unmake those promises that are really destroying a culture or whatever it is Mm. And he said that, look, when we made that promise, this was the situation. We 100% meant it. This is what it means. This is this was the context for what we made that. The organization is growing and changing. And actually, we are going to have to unmake that promise with your permission mm. to like actually keep the business or do whatever it is. And that mm. was really interesting for me, especially in the context of the verses that we know about, you know, being people of our word, let your yes be yes and your no be no. You know, what's the balance with that? Mm. Very random side note. Did you know that him and his church are behind you, Virgin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how many downloads they, they breached this? I got the month? notification too. <laughs> wow. Wow. 500 million downloads. Like, that's epic. Absolutely mm. epic. And I think you can see the impact of that kind of approach. That kind of flexible approach is really important really really important yeah, for sure. but it also takes maturity from the people that you're leading to not crucify you for your words mm, mm. so even mm. on that as well right because mm. so, i think as somebody who 
is following hmm. a a leader of some kind, right? I can imagine that it's very easy to for many people in that situation when they see a leader change direction mm. start to question whether they're a trustworthy leader mm. what do you think about that i think i can understand that for sure right i mm. can understand you want someone that's consistent you want someone that is you know if they've said this this is what's going to happen mm. um but at the same time i think I would personally rather have somebody who is always assessing what is happening, mm. willing to change and adapt and say, look, Come on. I got this wrong, right? This that I thought was the right thing to do was actually not the best thing to do. We can continue yeah. this way, but if we continue, this is where we're going to end up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like, yeah, we could absolutely stick to the thing that I thought was right at the time and ignore yeah. what we now know is right. But yeah. like, I was wrong. I, I maybe I didn't consider this or I didn't consider that and actually yeah let's change direction I would much rather do that you know and actually yeah that that for me personally is what I would rather have and I would want to be the kind of follower who doesn't so there's there's a verse that I really like right that says about how if anybody asks if anybody lacks wisdom they mm. should ask God who gives liberally without upbraiding, mm. right? Mm. And for me, it's that without upbraiding that is really important, mm. you know, because people will ask us stuff or tell us stuff all the time um, mm. and we can give them an answer. But if we give them an answer with, you know, scorning them and upbraiding them and all that stuff, why would mm. someone want to come to me for wisdom? Why would someone want to come to me to be a sounding board for what I'm doing? And so mm. for me, that's how I want to, I want to be as a follower, is you know if you come to me and you say that i i want to i don't want to give you a hard time about it mm -mm -mm. that's good man what do you think i think again i can understand it as well but i think in all honesty mm. i think one of the things that makes that like okay i think i think if we have an expectation, it's our expectations, right? Yeah. If we have an expectation that that leader or even any human being apart from Jesus mm. is infallible mm. in general, then that is what I think can lead us to places of of complete disappointment and stuff like that. Because obviously I think naturally it's never, depending on the situation, it might not feel nice if you've had to suffer some consequences because of, of somebody's mm. bad decision, quote unquote. Mm. Mm. But um, but I think the way that I try to see it myself as a follower and as even just a human brother, friend, like of various people is to remember that every single one of us is fallible. And even the person who sounds most convinced and most persuasive in a moment has every God-given right whilst they have breath on this earth to repent because that's that's literally what it is is to change the way they think about a thing and see a thing right sure. and so i think i really do genuinely understand how much it can be frustrating as a follower mm. and how easy it is to lose that confidence and that trust but mm. i think one of the big solutions that i found helps me is to just remember that even those who are in those positions of trust whose leadership we may be following 
we have to trust them in the context of trusting God so that our confidence isn't so much in them and their ability to in and of themselves get everything right 100% of the time Mm. but trust God in the process with them that Lord if this person makes a bad decision I trust that you are going to be able to redeem it and turn it out for my good Romans 8.28 you know we live (laughs) like (laughs) you have to because this because this is the thing like I'm just I was even searching for a couple of verses yeah that came to mind one of them courtesy of google is psalm 118 Mm. and it's verse 8 but i want to see if there's anything around it that might be better for context but verse 8 says it is better to take refuge in the lord than to trust in man in man Mm. it is better to take refuge in the lord than to trust in princes Mm. that is one of them and the other one is Psalm 146 verse 3 put not your trust in princes in a son of man in whom there is no salvation Mm. and I think just all of those verses that kind of echo the importance of not putting our confidence in men and in, in human beings for me is kind of what I use to encourage me I think to allow people to make decisions myself included Mm. knowing that like like you mentioned at the beginning god doesn't change we do because god doesn't need to change exactly. he has no he's need of right. repentance like he's always right he's the definition of good and he is the definer of what is good what is evil mm. definer of what is right and what is wrong so he has no need to change mm. he's the standard and so for so long as we are human beings in a world that has departed from his original design and his um, definition of good and evil we're always going to be on that journey and and I think this is where it's, it's striking the balance of being able to trust and respect the the stage someone may be at, the fact that they may be very experienced in a particular area or subject and very having been trustworthy and a reliable source at times in the past mm. but still being able to give room mm. for them to be unreliable like mm. as it and i i don't want to say that like in a kind of careless way not unreliable in, just like whatever but yeah they can change as in like yeah they can change they can say something today that they on their tomorrow. journey mm. is different tomorrow yeah and i think it's it is just giving room for us to be on our journey with god as well mm. um and obviously as a friend and as a brother this is where like if you see someone going the wrong direction based on your experience and what you know and what you have experienced um which may be more than what they've experienced then of course there's room for you to have the conversation with them mm. but if you've tried to have the conversation and the person persists and insists that they go in their way let them go sometimes you've got to let it happen and if they come back later like the test for you the test for them is whether they're going to be humble enough to, to hear you yeah and then the test for you is how you're going to respond to that. Mm. Like both people are being tested in that situation. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is that like, we're always, it's everything is like a test. You know? Yeah. Like everything is an opportunity for both people because everybody needs to be extending grace on both sides. Yeah. 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 You know? And I think there was, there was a woman who at work, um, I'm part of the cultural diversity network and mm. you remember there was a lady that, that was murdered, Sabina, um, yes. quite recently. And yeah. this lady had basically said, look, 
as I can, we need to do X, Y, Z, right? We need to be proactive about this. And, you know, people weren't really, weren't really having what she was saying, right? Mm. And she was scorned in that moment. It was bad. Mm. And not 15 minutes later, yeah? 15 minutes. <laughs> we went to that meeting that she had said we should mention something about. And everyone was like, you said nothing. Because when Sarah Everard was killed, everybody yeah. was talking. Everybody, everywhere was saying, skies, our hearts are dead. They said nothing. Everyone was like, mm. what is this? Now mm. you're not you're not doing what you said you'd do. Mm. And she, afterwards, she was so humble about it. She could have been like, mm. I told you this would happen. But she didn't. Mm. She was just yeah. like, okay, it's happened. This is what we can do to resolve it. She then pulled everyone together, did all this stuff. And I watched and I said, wow, she's not even Christian, like mm. at all. I was just thinking, this is actually how we're meant to, to be, that kind of graciousness, you know? Mm, mm, mm. But we don't often do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I've, I've just been thinking about you know, the ability we have to change our minds. Mm. And yeah, just how do we, how do we be humble in that? You know, mm. how do we really do that? Because we're not ever going to be able to be perfect like that. No, for real. For real. And what's kind of been your journey in terms of you know, being able to change your mind and even is it something you've really thought about before? Yeah, definitely. Because I think <laughs> I, it's something that I'm trying to think back. I think early on or earlier on in my mm. journey, um, I think a lot of the, the mind changing that has happened with me I'm tr the most significant one that I remember now uh, was when <laughs> I dropped out of uni. Okay. Um, and that was when, in my final year, dropped out because I planned to trade and stuff like that as well, become a millionaire. That was my goal. Drive to <laughs> my um, drive to my classmates' graduation in a nice fresh Range Rover and salute. In a year, salute. yeah. Listen, mumps. That's what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but it didn't go the way I expected. But it's funny because even as I think back on that, I remember that that was probably a very important stage in my life because I'd said to myself, within these two years, like, if, if I haven't managed to achieve what I said I'm going to achieve, then I'll go back, transfer my credits and finish my degree. That was my thing, you know. Um, and in the worst case scenario, if I can't even transfer my credits, I'll start again. Like... Mm the worst thing it's going to cost me is time um but once i get through it it will be done mm. uh, and to be honest i think when i said that i didn't say it because i really was expecting that two-year period to be necessary i said that just to give me some breathing space, space. yeah and to give like I, I, as much as i genuinely meant it and i was true about what i said i had no expectation that i was ever going to be going back within the space of two years to finish any degree that was the end of it for me i was mm. like yep i'm here to become a millionaire that's it that's it um but when things didn't go to plan, I remember like I was out there in Bournemouth, I'd blown a whole load of money and I was reaching the end of my tenancy as well. So I was at a point where I was trying to 
view houses in the area mm. that were within budget mm. based on the situation I was in, which wasn't very much. Um, because in my head and in my mind, I was thinking, you know, like, there's no way that I can go back to my mom's house. There's no way I can go back. I haven't finished my degree. Do you know how embarrassing that is? Like, I, I've left, I've dropped out. I've said that I'm going to do this thing. There's no, that's That was kind of my attitude at first. Mm. And then I went and did some viewings to see the places that I could afford. And bro, the things that I saw... <laughs> I was like the prodigal son. I came to my senses. <laughs> I came to my senses, and I just said to myself, "You know what? <laughs> In my father's house, I'm telling you, there's better things." <laughs> and so I humbled myself. I just had a conversation yeah. with my mom. I said, "Yeah, you know, I'm coming home." I went home, um, and I didn't go back to uni immediately. At the time, I remember I was working part time. I um, started. I started a business which was actually doing well for a few months mm. um but then eventually that failed as well um and so it got to the point where a year hadn't even passed wow. but I was at a point where it's like all of this stuff that I'd left to do has failed I've tried to adapt it's not working out and at that point like I remember I went I will never forget it. I went to meet up with some of my friends from college and I don't think they even know this to this day so if they're listening to this podcast they might remember the day but we went we met up for like to go out to eat some food for the first time in a long time and I remember just sitting there feeling so like so crushed inside myself about the stage of life I was at because Mm. it felt like they've all finished they've all progressed they're all now working they're all now earning and here I am incomplete (laughs) and so so yes at that time I remember feeling very low and stuff like that but coming to a place where it's the God conversations, right? Where I'm yeah. spending time reflecting in the word and the word exposes me. It exposes the pride. And I feel like in that process of looking at the word, seeing things about pride and humility and stuff like that as well, mm. I realized that, you know what? The only thing that would keep me from going back on my word it's or pride. going back on what I've said in that time mm. was pride. Mm. And I know that's something that God resists. But scripturally, what does he do with the humble? Do you get what I'm saying? Grace to the humble. And so, so yeah, so in that time, I humbled myself and went back to my mom's house. I humbled myself and made the decision eventually that I was going to finish my degree. Um, And, and yeah, I think that was one of the key life experiences where thankfully I didn't feel too embarrassed because of the fact that I'd said, I've given Mm. myself two years max. Two years, yeah. So in like to the outsider, Cool, it didn't work out, but you kind of did say, you know, two years yeah. is the window you've given. You've given allowance yeah, yeah, yeah. for this thing to not work out. Yeah. And I went back in less than a year. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I think for me, it was one of those crucial life experiences that just showed me that you really don't know. Like, even how James speaks about the the person who speaks about how tomorrow we're going to go to this city or that city and prosper. <laughs> like, you don't know. You really mm. don't know. And mm. so whilst it's good to plan whilst it's good to be confident whilst it's good to do things with full assurance and belief that it's going to go the way you expect it to i think if it doesn't if it doesn't there has to be a a, there has to be a a plan of action for how you're going to deal with that to some extent not because you know exactly what your next steps are going to be but at least knowing how you are going to respond are you going to be the person that is going to basically just continue 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 to prove a point to your own hurt a lot of the time or are you going to be the person that can actually say you know what I got it wrong 
I think there's there's another element to it actually that I found really interesting from what you were saying about mm. you know God resists the proud but He gives grace to the humble because mm. actually when you realize that something is not the right way mm. but then you still want to keep going that way that is pride yeah right? yeah 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 when you yeah. realize that actually I've been going the wrong way I need to change that's humility mm. and mm. there is grace for that and God will empower that because grace isn't just oh it's okay. Grace is actually, yeah. no, here is the power to go the way that you now need to go. Mm -hmm. And so I found that really interesting. Really, really interesting. That is true, man. And even the part of the empowerment is being able to, to say, I got it wrong and I'm going mm. this way now mm. without shame. Because yeah. ultimately, if you're the person that's having to admit that, like one thing that really encourages me is that the truth is, some of the people around you might not necessarily welcome your decision with the the welcome that you want or you, you would hope for, mm. you know, or the welcome that you might give them in the situation. Mm. But that's part of recognizing that we're humans and we can even be wrong <laughs> in how we deal with those situations. But knowing that God is the one that sees what you've done, he sees the humility it's taken for you to, to turn around and go the other direction and he will respond to that. Exactly. And ultimately it's about as much as we want to do best by our loved ones, our friends, our family and stuff like that. The number one person that we need to focus on in a lot of these situations to help us with the humility is focusing on God. Mm. And and this is the thing, right? It's because God is the, even the person that can vindicate you. And even those yes. people who feel, feel like you're making the wrong decision, mm. God will work that out. You know, because yeah, yeah, it says yeah. when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even mm. his enemies to be at peace with him. Mm, mm. You know, so the people who are opposing you and your decision, as long as you're walking in a way that pleases the Lord, and that is mm. faith, that is humility, you know, God will work those things out. Yeah. And, and just know? to add, that's actually something that has encouraged me, mm. is when I look back on my life and I see how God has vindicated me when I have put my hands up and got things wrong in the past, Mm. If something happens today, bro, I cast my mind back to those things mm. because they help me to see and to remember that, you know what? God is faithful. He's done it before. And it I have again. a hope that he'll do it again. And whether mm -hmm. that is in this life, which is what I really hope for, as soon as possible, <laughs> <laughs> or if it's on the other side of eternity, when he's affirming mm. us face to face for mm. the, the decisions we made to choose to be humble, you know? Mm. Definitely. So yeah, man. The power and the right to change your mind. To change your mind. Mm. That's huge, man. So for the person who is sitting there right now, bro, someone who's sitting there right now with a decision that they've made and they've been mm. pressing down on for God knows how long, they know deep mm. down within themselves, mm. this is a dead path. I shouldn't be here. Mm. but they feel like they've gone so far that mm. the road to come back just seems it's so long so long you got any words of encouragement for them i think i think pray about it because i think one of the things that for me was as someone hearing what you were saying you know about the mm. different things is you're telling me that look this is something that i'm actively praying about i'm actually thinking about you know i'm asking mm. god for wisdom for my next step Mm. And I think that, you know, 
that's part of the process right is yeah, not yeah, having sure. to figure out not having to feel like you have to figure it out all by yourself you know like mm. i got myself into this mess i'll get myself out no because you can't mm. actually get yourself out mm. you know so actually go to god and actually say what do you want me to do what do i need to mm. do you know mm. how do i go back on this thing you know and mm. just take it from there i think mm. for sure man I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that for you? Yeah, go. Yeah, I think um, just just know that even when we make bad decisions, it pleases Mm. God when we turn around. Mm, Like mm, mm, mm. you can literally go from displeasing God to pleasing God just like that very quickly. And Mm. I feel like that is such a gift that He's given us that we sometimes Mm. overlook because. Mm. Like I said, I think when we were joking about it the other day, but I really can be so wrong and strong, but I can repent right now and it's done. Mm. Like I've gone from displeasing God to pleasing God in an instant. And that's even before anybody else sees the fruit of my changed mind, before they see the fruit of my changed decision. Like in that moment, I have pleased God. And it just reminds me of even how to paraphrase the verse that speaks about when one person comes to repentance. Um, Mm. Let me even look it up. Because mm. there was one guy who said it doesn't take ten seconds to get your heart right. Yeah, and yeah. That's all it is. Just getting your heart right it doesn't take ten seconds. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It is Luke fifteen, verse seven. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine mm. righteous persons who need no repentance. Mm. Like. I imagine the the celebration. Like I've always, whenever I thought about it, I've always imagined like a huge celebration where there are so many of those that went before us just rooting for you, just celebrating like, yeah, come on, he did it. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I really mm. do picture that. Like maybe I'm one of these childish people, but I do, that's what I see. <laughs> but, um, but I, and I believe that that's the case with God. Like he genuinely rejoices when we repent, when mm. we change our minds because we already know that just by virtue of the world that we live in the brokenness that we've the brokenness and dysfunction that we've kind of really grown in in this world there's going to be bad decisions it's just part of what he already knows and knew would come and that's the other thing is that our bad decisions don't surprise god you know like to me that encourages me because it doesn't mean I should be reckless about my decisions, but it just helps me to know that in the moment when I actually recognize that I'm, I've made a bad decision or I've got something wrong, this was never a surprise to God. He knew this was coming. Mm. And so that takes a lot of the pressure off of my shoulders to say, okay, well, you knew this was going to happen. So how do we get it right from here? Because he knew it was going to happen and he still chose to die for us. He still chose to redeem us, to purchase our mm. freedom. Do you get what I'm saying? And for me, that's something that just bamboozles my mind at times. Every time. But um, Because I do wonder what would have happened. Because like I said, God knows what we're going to do anyway, right? So with Adam and Eve, right? What would have happened if Adam had been repentant when God Mm. came to him? Like, we don't know. These are questions of life, bro. Right? Like, what would have happened? Questions of life. What would have happened if he had been like, actually, I did what you told me not to do and I'm really sorry. Yeah. What would have happened? Rather than the wife that you gave me. That's real, bro. 
Your fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really good question. Because when you think about, let's say even Jonah, yeah? Yeah. God tells Jonah, go tell these people that destruction is coming, da, da, da. And he's like, I don't want to because I know that mm. they will repent and you will forgive and it won't happen. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah, a pattern yeah. you see in the Bible. God says, yep. this is coming. People yeah. are like, I'm sorry. They turn. Things are different. Yes. So God doesn't change. So what would have happened with Adam if Adam had been like, I'm sorry, I repent? What would have happened? Who knows? That is really a good question, bro. Because even thinking about the garden, he wasn't repentant from what we see. He almost was trying to explain it away. And blame well, he was trying else. to explain it away. Yeah. yeah, there's not a single person in that situation from what we see in the scriptures who demonstrated repentance. We just see explanations and blame being passed. That's really interesting. How about that for a little meditation for you after you this podcast? <laughs> <Stay> <laughs> but yeah, man, today is the day of repentance. Mm. Today is the day that you can change your mind we can change our minds so thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the reason to hold podcast we would love to hear your thoughts your questions your challenges your feedback so mm. yeah hit us up on socials you know what they are reason to behold everywhere so yeah thank you guys for listening to another episode and we'll catch you soon peace peace